0: Today on the Colin and Samir show, we are talking about the most successful creator on TikTok. He goes by the name Kabi Lame. He has 114 million followers and eight out of the top 25 most liked TikToks on the platform are his. That's more than any other creator on the platform.
1: Okay. So if you want to go check out Kabi, you've probably seen him, but just go on to TikTok, type in Kabi Lame. It's K-H-A-B-Y. Once you type that in, you'll find him. And if you want to follow along, you can either check out his TikToks or you can check out this episode on our YouTube channel.
0: Today, we're talking about his fascinating story. He had exponential growth in a very short amount of time. And the interesting thing about Copy Lame, you'll never hear him speak. His videos are completely
1: silent. He doesn't say anything. But a lot of what he's doing and how he's grown applies to all creators and creators of All types, you don't have to just be a video creator to pull lessons away from how Kabi has grown to have such global appeal.
0: If you are unfamiliar with him, his format, his genre, is basically poking fun at life hacks
1: life hacks that actually overcomplicate situations rather than make them easier. We covered Kabi in the Publish Press a couple months ago, actually around the time that he had 65 million followers on TikTok. Now, I mean, he's almost doubled. But if you want to be in the know about everything that's happening in the creator economy, subscribe to the Publish Press. It's our newsletter that we send out two times a week covering the top three stories in the creator economy. You can check that out at the Publish Press. Press.com.
0: Okay, so today on the episode, we're going to be talking about who Kabi Lame is, three reasons that he's taken off in such a short amount of time, and lastly, how he's making money off of his following. So first of all, who is Kabi Lame, and are we saying his name right? Well, his full name is, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it's K- Kaban? Kaban Lame, I believe? You think it's Kaban? Like I mean, again, I am I almost guarantee <laughs> that that is not right. You were an Italian major.
1: He's He's not not Italian. Italian.
0: He's from Senegal, but he lives in Italy. He lives in Italy. He moved to Italy when he was one years old. Okay. And he's been working from the time that he was very young. He actually grew up in social housing and he had tons of jobs to help provide for his family. I mean, he was a window cleaner. He was a dishwasher. He was a line cook. He's done all types of things. He was a factory worker going into 2020 and lost his job because of the pandemic. Is that when he started posting TikToks or was he posting TikToks before then? I believe that's when he started posting TikToks. He said he was a huge fan of Will Smith. That's one of his idols. He was a huge fan of just making people laugh, mm-hmm. something that made him feel really good. So he wanted to take to TikTok and try and do that. So Kabi takes to
1: TikTok and... Try saying that five times fast. Kabi takes to TikTok. Kabi yeah. takes to TikTok. Kabi takes to TikTok. Kabi takes to TikTok. Pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> so Kabi takes to TikTok and uses the strategy that propels him like it's like an accelerant. So why don't we talk a little bit about how his content works and why is it so viral? We have to talk about the fact that it transcends language
0: he does not speak. So anyone anywhere in the world can watch one of his videos and enjoy
1: it. We talk about this thing called the over the shoulder test, which essentially suggests that if you can look over someone's shoulder who's watching this piece of content and still enjoy it without the sound on, without context, If that works, like if you do enjoy it over someone's shoulder, then it has something in it that can go viral. You've increased your
0: maximum potential audience size. For a show like this, if we turned the sound off, it's
1: not that interesting. So this show relies on the context. You have to care about the stuff we talk about. You have to understand English and you have to want to sit and watch for long periods of time. So that's completely different from what he does. It's short snippets that don't require language that are visually engaging the potential audience size just ballooned all the way to anyone in the world. Whereas our show has a potential audience size that's a lot smaller. We were
0: talking about this before we started recording, but his expressions remind us of like a Charlie Chaplin or even mimes Mm -hmm. in general. Like being a mime is something that I looked into and it has been around since, not because I wanted to be one. Oh, I was like, you looked into it for yourself? I was not interested in becoming one. Okay. But I looked into it for the purposes of this show and it goes back to ancient Greece. But there have been mimes in all types of cultures uh, mm-hmm. throughout history.
1: Yeah, he mirrors the silent film actors, the Charlie Chaplin's, the Buster Keaton's, or even, you know, a more recent time, the Mr. Beans. Or even the Colin and Samir circa 2013. We did make a silent film. If you can find that on the internet, congrats. So long
0: story short, it's all about reducing the barriers of entry and having the maximum number of people that could even watch your videos. He's made it very easy for you to enjoy his videos, and the largest possible group of people, which is the
1: entire world, literally everyone, Mm -hmm. can enjoy it. I mean, this is something that Mr. Beast is trying to do now by translating and dubbing his content into multiple languages, realizing like, to make the biggest impact, to have the largest potential audience size, he has to translate his videos. What's amazing is that Kabi's language is just... Human expression, and that is a universal language. And we'll get to this, but it's
0: even helping him from a business perspective. He does some deals with Netflix, Mm -hmm. and they can use his content across every different account, whether it's Brazil or Spain.
1: It is able to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Another example of this is trick shots. We made a video about this a long time ago, but trick shots, like watching someone throw a ball into a hoop, is just visually engaging and fun to watch, no matter if the sound is on or off. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Skateboarding is a similar type Mm -hmm. of way. You have to be a fan of skateboarding, but you don't really need audio. Okay, so the second thing is that Kabi is a curator. He's essentially pulling content from TikTok or from the internet, and that gives him an endless supply of ideas because his ideas are based on what the entire internet is uploading. So someone uploads something, he can take that and turn it into one of his reaction videos. One of the most challenging parts of being a creator is coming up with ideas. And when you're a curator... Your job is essentially to take what other people are doing, what other people's ideas are, what other people are uploading, and then put your spin on that. So that gives you an influx of ideas, an influx of content for you to put your spin on.
0: This reminds me of America's Funniest Home Videos or Ridiculousness on MTV. Those shows can go on forever because there will always be funny videos to laugh at.
1: There's always gonna be an influx of content from the internet, but also now from Kabi's fans, from these this massive fan base who wants to see him react, they're gonna send him videos too. Also, this is a little bit meta, but even right now, we are
0: curating for all of you as creators. So we are choosing creators
1: that you should know about. Man, can you imagine if someone's reacting to this video of us reacting to Kabi Lame reacting to other videos? curating creator economy talk show content. So curation as creation, I think is going to be something that continues to pick up in the creator space. It's been around forever, but I think it'll pick up more and more because it's more enjoyable to find these videos through Kabi than it is to find these videos on my own. Like if I found this video on my own and I just watched it and I was like, that's ridiculous. There's no community (laughs) around that. There's nothing around that. I want a creator to show me and be like that's dumb. You could just do it like this. And now I'm like, that's funny. Kaby Lame added his personality to that. And that's now this makes it enjoyable. And he's the constant. So I get to watch him over and over and over again, even though these videos are changing. I'd rather discover this content through him. And think about how many TikToks
0: are uploaded in a given day. It's a mess. Mm -hmm. We need someone to sift through all these different types of content for us. Right. It's
1: just too much. I think creators will continue to go down this path of, of curation because the internet is so vast that we need hosts to show us what's happening on the internet. Cody Code does a great job at this. I'd rather watch the clip with Cody's commentary, then watch the clip on my own because then I have to formulate my own thoughts around it and understand how it fits into the greater context. Who of wants all this. to formulate their own thoughts about anything? Not me. Not you. Not me. I'd rather Cody's. No, thoughts. thanks. Yeah, I we'll want to hear someone else's. I'll take Cody's. I'd also take Cody's hair. I think you had Cody's hair at one time. I did. Yeah, I miss it. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now another reason why I think Coby Lame grew exponentially is because. His process for creation is a multiplayer experience. It doesn't rely solely on him. And he talked in an article I read about how his audience will often tag him in a video Mm -hmm. that he should be reacting to. So they'll tag him in a video of some ridiculous product or some ridiculous method and then say, Kabi, come here, solve this problem for us, please.
1: I think what's amazing is that TikTok offers the functionality for multiplayer where they have Stitch and Duet, which is suggesting that content is meant to be used and reformatted and recreated over time, right? And like reinterpreted. It's almost like memes. Memes are multiplayer, right? Like if you see this meme and it has this text on top of it, then someone else takes it for their community and puts totally different text on top of it. And then someone else takes it and puts totally different text. Now that's like, that's become this multiplayer experience where it originated here and then it continues to change. It's not just creators making something for audiences.
0: Everyone is essentially a creator. Mm-hmm. So the days of walking into a movie theater and just sitting and taking in the video are, are over when it comes to social media. We're all there to build upon what's, what's consistently being put out.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what makes it enjoyable too because when you're an audience member you have impact over if you sent a video to Kabi and then he reacts to it that's really exciting and probably what's going to happen is that audience members are actually going to create videos for Kabi to react to which I feel like is maybe already happening because some of the things he's reacting to are insane are ridiculous where do these videos come from they're insane like I look at them and I'm like what was the original purpose of this video there's one where this girl um drops her keys underneath a park bench and then takes out like a gadget to like get her keys and Kabi comes over and just like goes underneath the park bench and grabs the keys. And it's really funny because it's like, yeah, why would you need a gadget to get you could just reach under? And I'm like, was that that had was that a joke initially that someone made that? Or the zip ties on the, the side of the glass one. to turn yeah. it into a mug? Granted, I thought that was cool. I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. That was I would, one of the better ones, I, I would guess. Try that. That yeah. was one of the better ones. But it reminds me of Unnecessary Inventions, yeah. which is a fantastic Instagram account. I absolutely love it. But he essentially just makes things that are completely unnecessary. And it's really fun to watch because it's like commentary on inventions. But Kabi is also commentary on things that are just overcomplicated, things that are absurd. And also he's he's doing commentary on the overproduced nature of social media. Yeah. He's basically saying like, hey- This stuff is like so hyperbolic, so ridiculous. Influencers, have you lost your mind? Yeah, just like- Really? We need that? I find him to be like the antithesis of it. Like something that's just very down to earth, very like, he's the everyman. He's the guy who's just like, what are we doing guys? You know? And I think that's really fun. But is there a space for him to make money when you're reacting
0: to other people's content? How does that work for him? How does he develop into a business considering he's the
1: second most followed person on TikTok? Number one, I think whatever video he reacts to, we're talking about getting 40 million, 60 million views worldwide. If I'm a movie studio, I'm probably like, can you react to a clip of my movie?
0: Yeah, Netflix is already doing that. Yeah, so he works so, with Netflix and he reacts to some of their series.
1: I think you have to think about things with global appeal. Or is it like Starbucks? Right? Is there one where like he goes to a Starbucks, they write his name wrong, and he's like, and then he writes his name mm. right, and he's like, couldn't you just write it? Anything correctly? that you could do, yeah, that too, and anything that's that's global, like
0: Starbucks is all over the world, McDonald's all over the world. He also, I hate to break it to you like this, but he has one of your dream sponsors.
1: I know, Colin. I know.
0: Barilla, yeah, pasta. Yeah. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. When are they gonna call? I don't know. I don't know. When Hopefully, are they they're call watching. Then? Hopefully, Barilla's watching right now.
1: When are they gonna call? Yeah,
0: it's tough. But sometimes you're kind of a traitor to Barilla because you you
1: use like a chickpea alternative. No, they have alts. They have alt. Barilla has alt pasta. They have alt nudes. Yeah. Okay, so maybe you could promote <laughs> their alt nudes. Yeah, so he he can promote anything that's a video clip that he can react to. I I really think the Starbucks one is a good one. Like, feel free to take that one, copy or Starbucks, whoever's listening, because that that's like universal appeal. It doesn't need language. Everyone in the world knows the experience of getting a cup of coffee at Starbucks and having your name written out incorrectly. Incorrectly, yeah. Which I think is a massive Which is Starbucks should their-
0: just lean into it at this point.
1: No, that is, I think it's, they? I think it's their marketing strategy
0: to mess up your name. Yeah,
1: because then you take a photo of it. You know what's It's insane? a way to drive
0: user-generated content. That people
1: recently have been coming up to you and saying, hey, Colin. Yeah, that is insane. But it's because I think everyone thinks that our collective name is Colin and Samir. So they just, so yeah. And Samir is the last name. Strange. Yeah, it's very strange. Like
0: it's a band name, not our individual names. Right. Yeah. Another way that Kabi is monetizing is with his shop, mm-hmm. which is kind of genius because it's just different types of products that oversimplify things in your life. But that you also don't really need. That I love. Like, it'll be a popcorn maker. Technically, you could just use the microwave. So it's kind of like him selling some of the things that he also roasts.
1: Yeah, but I love it because he could roast it and you could just be like, he just gets exposure and you might be like, oh, well. Maybe you actually want, I kind of want that. Yeah. And that's the thing is like when you have this much exposure, you just have to think about like what's universal. What's really interesting to me is that he's starting to get featured in fashion. He's like doing ads with Hugo Boss on his TikTok as well. The fashion world just loves TikTokers. Yeah, it's really fascinating that fashion is intersecting with TikTok because Charlie Addison and Kabi, Bella Porch, like all these TikTok creators are getting featured with high fashion brands. But the other ones I think adds up, right? Like their personalities, they're driving culture. Um, Kabi though is very different from them. Oh, completely different. He's a completely different type of creator. So seeing him with Hugo Boss was kind of different and strange. But I think because his face and his reaction, again, he stands for the everyman. Like he is the guy who's just like, all of this is ridiculous. Now he's actually, in a sense, extremely relatable. Like he talks about how he spent his money and even his financial goals as a creator. I think because of his roots as like, like, I mean, we're talking about 18 months ago, he was a factory worker. Yeah, crazy. That's crazy. But he's talking about like what he did with his first level of financial success was buy a new phone so he could film better looking videos.
0: Yeah. His story is really inspiring. The fact that he is so unlike the people around him on that list is super important. Mm-hmm. Just giving that message that you can be anywhere in the world and in a short matter of time, be successful as a creator. And especially when it comes to TikTok, you don't have to be
1: a white American girl, which right. is the majority yeah. of when you look at the top of that list, mm-hmm. that's what's there. So in terms of takeaways from Kobe Lam, I actually think there's takeaways beyond just being a creator. If you're putting anything out there and you want it to have mass appeal, looking at what Kobe's doing is really smart. First and foremost, looking at, does your brand transcend language? Is it universally understandable? Is it just a human emotion that people can understand? You're making people laugh. Like, that's the core of it for him. He just
0: liked making people laugh and then wanted to do that online. And he took down all the barriers to entry.
1: Just said, anyone can enjoy this comedy.
0: He has a great quote where he says, I just wanted to reach as many people as
1: possible. And the best way to do that was to not speak. That's really good. The second is, you don't always have to create something original. You might just want to present it in a different way with your spin on it. To an audience that's never seen it before. Exactly. And that's curation. And I think curation, because the internet is so vast now, is a massive phase that we're going to get into here where it's like, help me figure out what to watch. You be the person who brings me the content that I want to watch. Are we the people that brought you Kobe Lame? Did we curate Kobe Lame for you? The third is that audiences don't Just want to watch anymore. They want to create with you. So that means creating a multiplayer experience where people can submit stuff to you, where they can create with you, where even what you're making is attainable, right? Like Kabi Lame, the way he creates content is attainable. You can also create like that. So there's a level of like community that builds around that where everyone wants to see Kabi do something, but you could also do the same thing as Kabi. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. He has
0: a sustainable low lift format that if something happens in the world, if there's a great clip that's out there, he can react
1: to it immediately. Immediately, Yeah. It would have been funny if he did a Facebook one where it was like an outage and he just went and plugged in, plugged in a computer. Yeah, it that like, would have been really good. Just yeah, plug yeah, it yeah, in. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, are you guys yeah, doing?
0: Yeah. So March 2020 is actually when he lost his job. By late April of 2021, he became the most followed internet personality in Italy and he surpassed Gianluca Vacchi, a wealthy businessman. So this guy was like your more traditional influencer. Mm. And in less than a year, Kaby Lame took him over. By April 2021, Kaby Lame had 10 million followers. By June, he had 65 million. That's
1: crazy. I think people want to see themselves on social. I think that's something that's important. You know, like, you don't want it to get so distant from your reality. You do want some level of your stars. You want some of them to be sensational, right? Or it's like, that's just pure aspiration, whatever that person's doing. So let's go Charlie D'Amelio, Addison Rae. That's like, they're at the Met Gala. They're on reality shows. They're with celebrities. They're with the Kardashians. It's just like, that is celebrity. Kaby Lame, you just want to see him like be a dude, you know? It's like, yeah. Oh, that's, that's just a guy, and he's just like me. And I think that roots him so much in that top three, as like, yeah, he's just like me. Also, his compilations on YouTube, they crush. They crush. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Copy Lame, if you ever find yourself in Los Angeles, we would love to have you on the show. That would be great. But is he I, on I, Twitter? I, I don't think he would speak. Would he speak? Would uh, he just say I'm things? Sure he speaks some English and he speaks Italian, and I can speak some Italian. Okay. So this was a segment for you to say, I this speak This segment Italian. is called Colin Speaks Italian. Yeah, did you know? Welcome Colin Speaks, to Colin speaks Italian. Italian. Okay. So we actually wrote about Kabi Lame in June in the published press. And we wrote that in 30 days, he posted 90 videos amassing 62 million followers. 30 days, 62 million followers
1: with 90 videos. Wow. TikTok, man. That's crazy. Also, if you're just hearing about Kabi now... You could have heard about him in June if you subscribed to The Published Press.
0: Thepublishedpress.com. Just put in your email. Subscribe to The Published Press. To everyone who doesn't subscribe to The Published Press. Yeah, hit him. Who do you think you are? First of all, how dare you? Second of all, what Colin said. How, Third, yeah, grow up. Right. Fourth, stay a kid forever because it's more fun. Yeah.
1: Fifth, get a grip. Thanks for watching this episode of The Colin and Samir Show. We will see you next week.